Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast. We're hosted by Kendall and Jackie. And here we talk about everything, well, horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and also the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, the tropes, and new episodes are launched every Monday. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TerranovaPod. And more importantly, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog too. Cujo. <laughs> Cause it's terror time again. I swear I can't get that song on my mind. I'm singing because you hear the like screeching of an owl. Hear the wind behind yes. the howl. <laughs> you know it's terror time. Now you can't casually say that. You gotta sound like you you halfway walling out. Cause it's terror time again. That shit's amazing. <sighs> yo, shout out to Scott Tune Network on Twitter. Like yo, you guys did a good cover of that song. Such a good song. Yeah, word. Top tier. I literally thought it was their song for a second because I haven't watched this movie or heard this song in so long. And also, shout out to our amazing fan, Jennifer. We had her on for Jennifer's Body. And when we did the Kids Pop of Horror, the first thing she wrote <laughs> was, I love this episode. You guys should do uh, Scooby Doo on Zombie <laughs> Island. Well, your request was answered because here now we we're are. doing it. <laughs> Yo, that had me die. He's like, get your dog out of here. Like, dog, where? I'm like, you, mofo, you. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot how much I love Scooby-Doo. I never, like, you know, forgot about it. It's just I forgot how much I love it. <laughs> I know, it's been so long since I watched it. Like, oh, my God. Like, back in the day when Cartoon Network had, like, Cartoon Theater and Boomerang was still playing, like, yeah. old classic cartoons. Like, they used to play, they used to play this. Every month of October, like, they don't do it anymore, but every month of October, they used to always play a whole marathon of, like, classic Scooby-Doo, and they used to always play this movie <laughs> every year for October, to leading up to, to Halloween. And this movie actually was released on Halloween when it was aired on TV, so I'm just like, yeah, perfect, full circle. That was circle. definitely the right decision about Cartoon Network, because I used to live on Cartoon Network, <laughs> honestly, mostly for Scooby-Doo. Like, they had a lot of great other cartoons, too. Like, you know, I used to love watching reruns of speed racer and stuff like that and as i got older i started to like like space ghost coast to coast a little bit <laughs> um but honestly for the most part i was living on cartoon network for scooby-doo every was it every day actually i think especially monday through friday at 7 p.m they always put on scooby-doo for like an hour minimum and it's usually some of the older episodes but i didn't mind that was like family yeah. time in my house me and my pops would sit down me and my family would sit down to watch scooby-doo because that shit was always funny whether it was a rerun or not we were just like this is always hilarious they made the big ass sandwiches and nobody can humanly eat. <laughs> Velma always lost her glasses. She was clearly the smart one. Like they, they, the whole group was was awesome. Mm-hmm. Freddie and Daphne always being like, "I'm gonna go with Daphne." I'm like, "Mm-hmm, Fred." Mm-hmm. Or it was always just some shenanigans, and they made so many different versions of this show. Like I know you to- you were telling me I think a while back that they made an even newer one too. Yeah, they still have their new ones. They have one now for like I think twenty twenty one when I came up twenty twenty. When every year the new Scooby Doo series, every year, and it's crazy because like I mean, I'm sure someone's gonna mention. Well, look at SpongeBob. SpongeBob is still doing it. Yeah, but with Scooby Doo, it's like they had a formula for it, 
and they just kept rewriting it but they kept rewriting it for like who's really watching yeah. tunes right now you know what i mean like they gravitate to the new generation of kids you know i mean i can't get into the new scooby dudes i'm just like what is this? <laughs> um but that's only because like i i still prefer the classic and i i still watch the classic so it's classic scooby-doo from like the 60s the scooby-doo movie series whenever i mention scooby-doo movies like oh you mean the movies i'm like no there was an actual show called Scooby-Doo oh yeah movies when they had real celebrities they price man appearance i think and a few other people um yeah like they had batman they had sunny and Cher. they had the monkeys they had davy jones like so many times because daphne was in love with davy <laughs> jones forgot all about that um they had a lot yeah like what else like 13 ghosts of scooby-doo and vincent price was was like the main like the main helper of the whole show um, yeah there was a lot it was so many like scooby-doo meet the boo brothers <laughs> yeah scooby-doo like so many oh yeah and that it's funny because that came out after zombie island because after zombie island came out and it's still regarded one of the best movies ever in terms of animated scooby-doo and it's true and after that we wouldn't have gotten hex girls which is also really good Hex Girls is also a really fun movie. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there's just like... Yeah, honestly, I mainly remember how hot the band looked. Even as a kid, I was like, yo, this band is... It reminded me of Kitty. Like, when I watched it, I was like, oh shit, it's like Kitty. <laughs> like, the the, battle, the metal oh, yeah. girl group, Kitty. They reminded me of them. And they also, they also reminded me of like, like, the like, goth version of like, Josie and the Pussycats. Or like, the goth version of Powerpuff Girls because of the way yeah. they were. Didn't Josie and the Pussycats um, also appear like, in an episode? Oh, Yes, many times, and also Jabba Jaw too. Also uh, collaborated with Scooby Doo many times as well. That's awesome. They really had everybody in this one, and there's oh yeah, so many damn shows. Like I forgot about Scooby Doo movies because I mainly usually think of like a pup named Scooby Doo, or <laughs> which I love because the intro was so dope. Exactly. Velma with a really cool head nod dance, almost like Charlie Brown character. I love that he drew her character as a pup named Scooby Doo. Her head was bad big. Her glasses was really big, but her eyes were really small. Like, that was so funny. <laughs> Yo, and Freddy always blaming it on Red Herring. Like, it was Red Herring. He was never right until one time. One Gosh. time. They were like, well, Fred, you were right. He was just like, I was. <laughs> yeah, nobody could believe it. <laughs> I love the pub name Scooby-Doo. They used to show that all the time. That's just how, I feel like that tells you how much cartoon pup Scooby-Doo used to run Cartoon Network. Because pub name Scooby-Doo used to be on in the morning for like two hours. I remember this mainly during the summertime when there wasn't really any school. Pup named Scooby-Doo would be on like from like 9 a.m. to like 11. Sometimes even to noon. And then they would even switch over from that to maybe like uh, maybe the older one where they're, the, the older, the original one where they're a lot older. It would switch over to that for maybe like an hour. And then you still get like an hour of Scooby-Doo later on at night at 7 p.m. Like Scooby-Doo was on for at least two <laughs> to three hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I remember that because before, yeah, it used to be Pup named Scooby-Doo. And then sometimes they will switch it up to Scooby and Sh- and um, Scrappy. Oh yeah, Scrappy. And then they will go into the regular, like either Scooby Doo or Scooby Doo movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I remember I remember Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo were always like in between a pup name and the regular series. Always in between. I remember Scooby brother? I forgot his name. Scrappy. The white, the one in white dog that had a little hat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember, but I remember he was just so like chillax. He didn't want to. Do, he was just like gorge. Yeah, what was his name like Goofy or something like that? <laughs> like, I think it was. I think it was a nod to Goofy. 
Because the way he was, the way he would talk. I think he was Southern, yeah. too. Howdy do. That was his name. Howdy do. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, I don't know if I'm going to do this, cousin. <laughs> Damn, they really did everything with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, freaking love Scooby-Doo. It was just so good. But this movie was just like, wow. Like, I remember when I first saw... <clears throat> Scooby Doo and Zombie Island. First of all, the way it was advertised before it was aired on TV, they had a bumper because yeah, Cartoon Network used to always do bumpers, especially Boomerang. They used to always air bumpers before a movie would air or a new series would air. And for this bumper, it showed it showed the collection of like all the mysteries they solved in the original cartoon, and it the 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 announcer would be like. Scooby-Doo and the gang has solved several mysteries for this many years, but this time it's real. <laughs> and, and then you just see like them being chased, being screamed, and you're like, what? And you know, as a kid, I'm like, holy shit, it's real. It's real monsters. Oh my God. Like I was freaking out out of excitement. And then I watched it and I was just like, whoa, they're meeting the living dead. I did not see that coming, but okay. Yeah, they went hard with those, those commercials for Scooby-Doo to be cool. I saw somebody referencing the other day on like Twitter or something. The, the other video that I was mentioned before, where like they kind of did like a little bit of a compilation of all the different kind of like killers and, and horror in horror genre, like Michael Myers, Ghostface, and all of them, and Scooby and the gang kind of running from them. And they even like parody, parody, uh, mm-hmm. not paranormal, Blair Witch. They parody like Blair Witch and stuff like that. So yeah, this 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 series has oh been so God. plugged into the genre. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, about the Blair Witch. I don't know if you if you guys listening know this, but there was a time <laughs> where it was just like keeping up with Scooby Doo. I think it was called or something when they were like it was like a reality TV. They were interviewing them, yeah. they were asking them all these questions, and I think it was during a whole marathon. I think it was like an anniversary, or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and so they did like this parody of like the Blair Witch, and I forgot what it was called. I think it was Scooby Doo and and, and the Curse of the Witch? No, it wasn't Curse. That was the movie. I think it was something making fun of the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And they would record themselves and they'd go, <laughs> they would go in the middle of the woods and it was literally like the Blair Witch. At the end, they were like, no one has seen them ever again. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I do remember that. They used to go hard, man. They used to go like, hard. I feel like this kind of stuff. I was oh. like, I can't believe. Yeah. And I can't believe they did that. With the kids show, they made fun of the Blair Witch. And this wasn't like adult like adult swim parody. No, this was like a legit Cartoon Network parody. They did it themselves. Yeah. And this was at the height of the Blair Witch. That already came out in the 90s. So they were like, oh, let's just make fun and just do Scooby-Doo. <laughs> which, I mean, to be honest, I could totally see Scooby-Doo and the gang like really solving these actual crimes and mysteries. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If they ever wanted to like take that seriousness <clears throat> in terms of a leap. They did in some ways in this, and like you know, without even having to like show actual death. But I can totally see like a, I don't, I feel like I, I want to say gritty, but I don't want to say gritty because I feel like people interpret gritty as gore <laughs> and just a lot of blood. But I can kind of see like an actual live action like horror movie of Scooby Doo, like different from the live action ones that were produced, where it's like they're actually solving like real, real crimes, even if it's still somebody in a mask, but they're like you know actual murders and shit. I can totally see that being a thing if they wanted it to. I mean, I know there's a comic. A more adult comic about Scooby Doo and the gang. Oh, really? And they're actually like more adult like, and it they they're dealing with the apocalypse. I think they're trying to survive the apocalypse. Seriously? <laughs> or something's going on. I forgot the name of it, that but it's a crazy. real comic. 
and it's it's a bit more realistic it's more bloody it's more real so yeah because again it can happen yeah for sure it can if they really wanted to because the formula is there you have a group of you know kids or in this case adults who are trying to solve mysteries and then shit goes south yeah <laughs> and they're like what um so they can do it they can i mean it would be more for us for those who grew up with scooby-doo not so much the, the I mean, the kid were, I mean, kids probably still going to want to watch it, but then be traumatized <laughs> by it. Um, we're not sorry, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. It depends. It depends on, especially even what they do with Scooby-Doo. Like, does he still talk or is it just like he's just a dog now? So there's definitely such a stuff to do with it. There's so, so much to do with it. But, oh man, I didn't realize we were talking about the Scooby-Doo so much. There's so many things we could talk about for this character. We didn't even get to the movie yet. <laughs> and I was just like, oh wait, we didn't get to the movie yet. <laughs> we didn't get to the of this. Just. All Scooby Doo, but we we can pop into it now, and I'm sure we will find more Scooby along the way. But uh, Jackie, you want to get into the summary? So, the summary of the movie. I mean, yeah, the movie is is that. Uh, so it's been a. It starts off with like the mystery gang solving a mystery. They're they're uncovered that someone was stealing certain things for profit, and of course, a typical line of like, "Oh, I would have gotten away with it. It wasn't for your money." kids or you know your giant dog and of course scooby's is like dog where <laughs> um and it goes into that daphne's telling the story on this talk show she's on and she mentions that how it's been a year since they've been together because they kind of grew old and tired of the same you know solving mysteries and it's always some dude trying to take advantage of like the weak and poor and so she was just like yeah you know we got tired of it it was fun we all split up to do our own things you know we're grown up now you know she mentions how she misses them and that she has a show called coast to coast with daphne blake where she basically travels the world in different cities and whatnot and documents things like whether it's like true crime and for the second season, she's interested in doing stuff on real hauntings, real ghosts. Um, and so you know, the host that's, you know, interviewing her is just like, oh, that's not exciting, blah, blah. Like, you know, it must be weird not to have the crew with you anymore. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of sad. Um, but you find out that she's working with Fred. Um, of course she did. <laughs> Fred. Um, but he is the producer and I think director of the show that daphne yeah hosts. something like that so that's like their love yeah that's their love child um and then you it splits off and you see where everyone's doing right now you find out that velma owns a mystery bookstore called uh dinkley's i think it was called dinkley's mystery something book? like that yeah <laughs> um yeah like it has her last name and i was just like what and she's basically in charge of that where she sells you know mystery books and whatnot and um she goes and she sees the the tv show that everyone's on she sees daphne she was like oh you know she's good to see them again they use you see scooby and shad they're working at the airport mm -hmm. they 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 um they're what is it inspection their inspection officers officers what they expect the bags so if there's any like food or whatever coming in that illegally so, of course, Scooby and Shaggy find the food, and you know what they're going to do, guys. You know what they do when they see food. They eat everything, which kind of caused them to get fired. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, while, while all this is happening, they both get a call from Fred, and that he's planning something, 
if they can reunite for you know this event so they're like yeah i'm down cool let's do it so they find out that well we find out as an audience that they're coming together because it's daphne's birthday and so they surprise her she's going to louisiana to investigate you know haunt you know hauntings and whatnot so they go along with her and then Fred reveals that Mystery Inc. is back together. The truck is still there, which I'm surprised he still owns that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it's still running. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm still surprised. Yeah, I'm like, how? How? It's mad old. But okay. So, as they're going to Louisiana, you're seeing, like, little, like, montage with the dopest song ever. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like, it's, it, I forgot the song, but something about fake monster yeah it's like that i forgot the name of it too. And i think that was the coolest part i'm gonna have to go yeah. grab this whole soundtrack off spotify either. so good <laughs> <laughs> they're like and spooky night do 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 um but you're finding out that all these mysteries that she's going into are all fake it's just people behind the max you know fred is like video camera and like he's like like i got it i got it and she's just, just like cut it like it's fake i don't want this shit in my show forget <laughs> it so they're getting desperate. They're getting like, uh, like, you know, I really find this guy have a show to run, I need to do this. And you know, Velma being like, but it's just like old times. And that's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm tired of fucking old times. I want a real ghost, Velma. <laughs> God. And then they meet this woman named Lena, conveniently, who's just like, Oh, I heard you talking. I have a whole to have. That's your Louisiana accent. Um, <laughs> very southern. Yes, that's my Louisiana accent. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like you're drinking sweet tea while you're saying that. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, so she comes up conveniently. It's just like, oh, I have a haunted house. I live in it. I work there. You know, a lot of mysterious things happen. Uh, You know, people go missing. And <laughs> I want to say the funniest thing about this whole ordeal. Okay, they find a haunted house. The funniest thing throughout the whole entire film before things get crazy is when stuff starts happening and they finding out more truths about the house. They meet Jock, the ferryman. They meet all these people and they're always telling him, yeah, that house is haunted. People go missing. People don't show up anymore. It's pretty scary. You have Daphne, a whole ass Daphne saying, this sounds great. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Like, you have Fred and Velma being like, this sounds suspicious. But Daphne's all like, this is awesome. This is amazing. People going missing. This is great. This is incredible. <laughs> this is exactly what I need. Yeah, I'm never going anywhere with Daphne. I'm, I'm never going anywhere with Daphne. I'm like, it's funny because she used to be the one that was um, always scared. So it's kind of hilarious that now she's like seeking danger. I know. I know, and she was just like, what? Like, she really is that person who'd be like, what was that? Let's investigate, guys. Like, no, <laughs> you do that. You go ahead and investigate. You go missing. I'm, I'm with you. <clears throat> but that was the funniest part, the whole entire thing. I was just like, yo. I even wrote my notes. I was like, yo, Daphne is wilding. <laughs> she is crazy. But, um, yeah, so when they go, they meet the owner of the house. Uh, it's called Muscar Island. There's this whole grand mansion, which happens to be a pepper plant, a hot pepper plantation, which again, as a child, I missed that. I did not notice that or understand that. Now as an adult, I'm like, wow, they lived in a plantation. <laughs> that is yeah, so on an island. So that just told you that was, a, that was a mean setup. Yeah. And it was around gators, around a whole like 
water infested alligators. So if anyone tried to escape, they get eaten by alligators. I'm just, this is awful. This movie's really dark. You really <laughs> did it, didn't you, Hanna Barbera? You really went yeah. there. <laughs> but yeah, so they meet the the owner of the house, uh, Simone, and she at first she's not really keen of strangers coming to her house. Because she's like, what the hell, Lena? Why are you bringing random people here? And she's like, they just want to have a mystery. They just want to solve a mystery, Miss Lena. <laughs> um, don't make fun of my accent. I swear to God, I can hear you laughing. Like, I can feel it. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, you know, they say, you know, like, we're not trying to be disrespectful. You know, I do this. I'm a co-host. This is my friends. We're investigating this. We just want to have a little time in your house ask you some questions and just see if this is a legit story you know because i'm sure i mean i get them especially daphne considering the fact that they're mystery yep if you tell them oh yeah this place is haunted they already know the shebang they already know even freddie was just like it's probably someone trying to get money trying to find oil or trying to do something shady it's always that it's never a real thing uh, because they're used to this they do this for a mm-hmm. living so they go, but then Simone is just like, you could come in, but you got to do something for, for your dog because we have cats. I don't want this dog in. Of course, Scooby just like, dog, where? I'm just like, you, motherfucker. You, you a dog. <laughs> um, he... And it's funny because like, you can, yeah, and then you could tell that how like Mystery Inc. really let Scooby do whatever the hell he wants. They have no control of him. No training. <laughs> <laughs> no discipline. Just Oh yeah, that's just you know he's part of a group. He's a, sometimes a dog, sometimes <laughs> he's just one of us. He just does whatever he wants. So true. So like Scooby being told, yeah, and Scooby, Scooby being told that he can't go in the house, he can't eat amongst them because of the cats. He needs to be outside. He's just like, the fuck? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> like what? Yeah, and it's the first time you see you see Scooby as an actual dog. You never see him as a dog. This is the first time you actually see him as a doll. You see the way he is with cats. Yeah. He hates cats. <laughs> you see Shaggy trying to control him by the collar. He's just like, yeah, come down, calm down. He's like growling. And I'm like, yo, you guys did no training or discipline for this damn doll. That's your fault. <laughs> like, that's your fault. You messed up that dog. Um, But yeah, so after that, you know, we find out more about the house that the reason why it's called Moonscar Island because there was a pirate named Moonscar. You know, he, he came to the island and then, according to Simone at first, she's like, oh, they came, they did this, and then he just died and no one knew what happened. And there's a curse here. It's a mystery. People go missing. There's mysterious things happening after sun after sundown. And again, Daphne being the eccentric person, like, this sounds awesome. <laughs> so... As they're there, they do witness some supernatural stuff. They're they're seeing writing in the wall, saying get out. Velma's being lav- levitated at first. Again, because they're Mystery Inc., Fred is just like, oh, it's probably wires, probably not real. And Velma's just like, nah, I'm freaking levitating. You can see under my skirt, I am not happy with this. Someone get me down. <laughs> and again, Daphne is like, this is awesome. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, she's a damn fool. She's a damn fool in this one. I swear. <laughs> Yo, I wanted to slap Daphne. No, I wanted to slap Velma. Because so when they see the writing in the wall, they're still investigating. Like, oh, what is this? What is that? You know, Simone sits them in the dining room. She tells them, tells them more about the island. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Velma, yo, I feel like slapping her. 
if this was my house, I would have slapped her. She comes in and just like, hmm, there's something mysterious about this wall. She starts chipping the wall away, <laughs> gets a spatula, <laughs> <laughs> removes the whole like wall to uncover what's underneath it. And yo, Simone is livid. She's just like, what have you done to my wall? And she's like, oh, jinkies. Like, as I got carried away, uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I would have told him to get the like hell Like, you carved out. the wall, lady. I would have <laughs> carried away as an understatement. I would have been like, get the fuck out of my house. Like, no. Screw your mystery. Get out. <laughs> like, get out. Like, uh-uh. I would have <laughs> just, like, punched the shit out of her. Um, but, yeah. And so, <clears throat> with all that happening... Um, they also meet Bo, who's their gardener, and he's not happy about Scooby and Shaggy either because they keep messing up his flower by chasing after the cats. He's just like, fuck out. It's like, Ugh. And it's so funny. So as they're still kind of learning about the mystery, uh, they realize the sun's going down. And so Simone's like, oh, you know, if, if you leave, you have to leave now because the ferryman doesn't, you know, travel through at, at night. And so... Uh, Lena suggests, oh, why won't you stay the night here? It's safe here, you know, but, you know, of course, the rule is that Scooby can't stay in the house because of the cats. Um, and they're like, oh, you know, he don't distract him with food because he loves food, so will she be <laughs> fine? So they go. Again, more mysteries, more ghosts are popping up. Scooby and Shaggy are always just like, what the fuck? Why is it always me? And then the gang's always just like, what ghost? I don't see a ghost. What are you talking about? Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I like how Velma is like the only one that's like kind of like, oh, maybe you guys did see something. Hmm. Yeah, Velma's the only smart uh, one here. But everyone else is just like, well, I don't see anything. Yeah, and again, Daphne, we all like, that was amazing. <laughs> Daphne. <laughs> um, it's just such a change. But yeah, so while they're staying at night, I know because it, it's like, I mean, I'm going to talk more gripe about Daphne like, after I'm done reviewing the summary okay. because I'm like, the fuck that so yeah so they stay the night um the following day i believe is it the following day no i think it's the, it's same, the same night when all the stuff starts happening when it's the same night right okay yep. so it's the same night when when you know scooby and shaggy are in their van eating um the group is like eating dinner in the house and then of course Scoop, scooby being all like chaos but he says it as rats because, you know, Scooby can't really talk <laughs> properly. So he's like, rats? Oh. Uh, so they're trying to get free from the cats. The, I, think the tr- I think the van collides into something. I forgot what. And then they run out and they find this, like, ditch. <laughs> this huge-ass ditch in the, in the thing. And I'm just like, why is this here? Why is there a huge, huge ditch here? Uh, I mean, before they get chased by a giant hog. Because, well, I forgot his name. That guy who's always trying to fish out that... that Catfish, he's always oh, yeah. angry that they're, they're like, like fucking Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, get out of here, you damn Taurus. Yeah. I forgot his name too, but I know he's talking about he was like the angriest man in the whole movie. Uh. Yeah, because he was just like, you goddamn Taurus. Get out of here, you Taurus. <laughs> and he had a huge giant hog as a pet. He chased him around. Yeah. Like, Why do you have a giant hog as a pet? That was basically sir? a boar. That shit was massive. I was just like, you know what? It's Louisiana. I'm going to question it. <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> I ain't questioning nothing about Louisiana. Um, but yeah, so they after that, they find this giant ditch that they fall into because they're being chased by, you know, this, this giant boar mm-hmm. <clears throat> named Mojo, which had me dying. I was like, Mojo. 
And then that's when that's when shit happens. They find like a skeleton hand, you know, scooping Shaggy freaking out, and all of a sudden they see like this giant light come from the sky, and then what was once a skeleton is now a fully formed zombie. And Scooby and Shaggy are freaking the fuck out. They're like, are you serious? Like, are we looking at this? Is this real? Are we literally looking at this right now? <laughs> and they're running for their lives. They're trying to, like, find out, like, trying to buy a safe haven. They see Bo. He's just like, what the hell are you doing? Breaking my, you know, messing up my flowers again. He's like, nah, man. There's a dead man chasing us. <laughs> like, literally down there. He's like, where? I don't see anything. What are you talking about? And then the girls come in. And they're like, yo, I can hear you screaming all the way to the damn house. What is wrong? And then they're like, dude, it's a zombie. It's a real zombie. And, you know, of course, Daphne, Freddy, at first, are just like, man, it's just probably some guy in a mask. And Velma's just like, a real zombie? Are you sure? He's like, no, a real zombie. Like, I know what a zombie looks like, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> and so they split up trying to find out, you know, who is this thing that, that they saw? Like, is it a person? Is it someone who came to the island? What's going on? So, you know, Velma's with Bo. Daphne's with Fred, of course. Scooby and Shaggy are in their own way. And then throughout the time when they're solving this, that's when Fred and Daphne come across a real zombie. And that scene was so funny <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, she's doing her, like, you know, judo, like, you know, Hayat thing. Like, she's like, I know. Yeah, she flipped defense. the shit out of that I don't zombie. I need no help. I'm good. Yeah. And then she's trying to, like, you know, take off the mask. And she's can't, and she was like, I don't know, like this feels weird. I don't know. And Fred's just like, man, you're not even pulling hard. Like, Let me do it. Let me do it. So he's pulling, and then he ends up accidentally pulling off the head of the zombie, and they're freaking out, and they're like, holy shit, this is real. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. This is real life. And Daphne just like, oh my god, a real zombie, yes. And then what happens? Her whole camera falls in the quicksand, and she's devastated. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, my show. I got a full ghost and it got ruined in quicksand. What the hell? And she's still loving it, yeah. by the way. She's still being like, this is awesome. She's um, like, best day ever. <clears throat> yeah, like, we got chased by real zombies. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so when that's happening, they and then the group tend to, after even though they were split up, they find each other again. And then they discover there's more zombies coming out. It's literally like Night of the Living Dead. They're popping up from the the water, the, the mud, the dirt, everywhere. And you're like, what the I think Scooby and Shaggy get lost somewhere. They're here screaming from the house. They're just like, oh my God, Lena's in danger. We gotta go to the house. We gotta see what's going on. When they're there, Scooby and Shaggy ends up like being chased by the zombies and then falling into this random cave where they see like some weird ritualistic shit. And of course, they're oblivious to it. They're like, I don't oh, yeah, know the this is. They see the dolls. Yeah, and they're like, hey, let's go with dolls. Hoo, 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 and start playing with it. And then you see the girls and Fred levitating. And they're like, what's going on? <laughs> and then when they get chased again by zombies, Scooby and, and Shaggy, you know, the dolls fall. And they're like, what was that? I don't know. But then you see as a viewer, just like, oh, shit, it's voodoo dolls. That's how Velma levitated the first time. So as they're trying to like find out what's going on with the house, where's Lena, where's Simone, where's Scooby, where's Shaggy, um, they're in. They manage to get into the house and they find this uh hidden area that Lena conveniently shows up in, and she was just like, "Oh, you know, Miss Simone was taken. She was dragged away. Oh my god." <laughs> um, and then she mentioned how the the secret 
the secret little area that underneath the staircase was a, like like a bunker to save people from the Union. Uh, from the Confederates, I think. Soldiers from this during the Civil War. No, it's the Union soldiers. Because remember the Louisiana. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah, they were Confederate. They were hiding out from like the Union soldiers during the Civil War, and I'm just like, each time they kept mentioning that, I was like, so you work in a plantation? You were hiding from Union workers? This is no, I don't. I don't feel sorry for you guys. <laughs> no, I don't feel sorry for these girls, for these witches. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so they go. They're trying to find, and then I love how Velma is just. It's like Velma is just like you said. She was dragged. You say, and she's like, yeah, it was awful. Oh my god! And Velma already knows. Like, okay, I'm not with the shit. Like, I'm yep. not stupid like Fred because he's all like, oh my god, beautiful girl, and then Daphne's all high up on her. My show. So Velma's just like, I-, I smell I smell a fish here. I smell something mad fishy. I'm gonna figure out what it was. And then she finds out the truth. She finds out the hell, like, first of all, you lied. There is she wasn't dragged. There's footprints. What's really going on? And then boom, that's when you find the big twist of Zombie Island. They're witches. Yep. <laughs> Lena and Simone are two hundred year old witches. Who apparently were pagan settlers in this island before it became Moonscar, where they worship a cat god. And things did go really south for them because that's when Moonscar, the pirate, came in, destroyed everything, sent the people away to alligator infested waters where they died, and then they took up the land. So, as revenge, Lena and Simone prayed to their cat god for revenge. Like, the ability to gain revenge and take back their land, and that's what happened. While being gifted to turn into werecats. But, of course, by doing so, those women themselves end up getting cursed to be werecats for all eternity. Where every harvest moon, they have to turn and then suck the life out of people who visit them. Yeah, it was a hell of a twist. So, the island is very infested with dead bodies. Yeah, I was just like, the fuck? <laughs> like, it was really wild. But then you also find that Jock is in it. Because Jock found out who it was, and to spare his life, he begged for 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 immortality and to help them bring bodies to them. Literally, being like, "Oh yeah, let's travel to Moonscar Island. I'll help you." And so he's chasing people, and they're just like, "What?" And you know, of course. So before this, like they kind of all suspected Bo was a suspect. They were like, "I don't yeah. trust Bo. He might be in on this." But then you find out like he was innocent because it's witches. <laughs> Even Bo's just like, I did not sign up for this <laughs> shit. I just, I'm just a gardener. I did not sign up for pagan stuff. So with the with the gang, half the gang tied up, it's it becomes a, a race of like, is Scooby checking to save the day? <laughs> like, what's going on? And then you kind of find out that when they're being chased by the by Jacques, who's now a werecat, the zombies are actually on their side, like on Scooby and Shaggy and the gang. Like they're trying to protect them because you find out that they're all the victims of Simone and Lena. So as they're trying to help them, you know, they go, they come across the cave, um, you know, they're like chasing, the, the dolls are being tossed around to the fire, not to the fire, back to the fire. And then when they get close to their feet, like, you know, Velma tries to untie herself by untying her doll. And then, you know, it becomes like a domino effect where each of them are getting tied and trying to help everybody. And then that's when they kind of take control and basically use the voodoo dolls against Lena and Simone toss them around you know time because they're, they, they're they're a time limit they're like we have to suck their lives before the, the harvest moon is up once it's up that's it 
So with time passing, they're trying to do this. They're being distracted by Scooby and Shaggy. They're being distracted by the zombies. They're being distracted by <laughs> everything. You know, Daphne and Velma using the voodoo dolls. Yeah, and so time runs out, and they begin to turn into ash. And then as they turn to ash, all the souls that are trapped on the island become free. They become free. You know, a Union soldier thanks Scooby and Shaggy in his spirit form. And then they're just like, whoa. And then you find out that Bo isn't really a gardener. He's actually an undercover cop who's been investigating the mysteries of like what happened to the, mis- like, the mystery people, like why they're missing. And of course, Velma gets mad, turned on by that shit. And she's like, oh, you're only here a cop? <laughs> <Ooh>. um, <laughs> she was just like, oh, you solve mysteries. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> and Velma's, I mean, Daphne's still kind of sad that the film. Got room. I think they did save the film somehow. Oh, I don't know. She I don't saved remember. the film by. I don't um, remember. She was mad that they lost the footage, but she was like, "Nobody's going to believe me." But Bo, because he's an FBI agent, she's going to bring him on the show because she believes people will actually believe him because of his credibility. Because he was like, "My," he was like, "My coworkers won't even believe uh-huh. me." And she was like, "Well, have you ever done TV interviews before?" <laughs> and so that was kind of like her way of uh, yeah, yeah, salvaging yeah. it. If she could bring somebody credible like him on to tell the story, then maybe people are more likely to. believe true okay yeah i forgot how it was that it worked in her favor yeah and that was the whole mystery of moonscar island and that was it they went on to their time and just had fun and just like i'm out gonna get food i hate cats you know yeah (laughs) scooby's just like hang out (laughs) Uh, but eventually he actually warmed up to them at the end he was just like eh, no not so bad (laughs) i'll deal with it uh but yeah yo i fucking love this movie so much (laughs) Same. It's like, honestly, I mean, yeah, it's just it's good from beginning to end. It's like the characters are grown up. The story is in depth. It's a weird kind of double revenge story or revenge gone too far. Because, like, Moonscar, the mm-hmm. pirate, he basically tortured these people, which led to them being like, yo, man, fuck this. We're going to pray to anybody to get the fuck about here and get rid of him. And then they do that. And then in turn, now they have to kind of keep inflicting pain, even though this whole thing was started due to the pain that, they, that was originally inflicted upon them. So it was like really fucked up. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, they're like, but the zombies are kind of the good guys. I'm like, well, the zombies were people that started this shit. <laughs> so they could have not done that. And we probably would have never been in this situation. But uh, yeah, overall, yeah, the movie is fantastic, man. It's so good. So good. So good. So, so good. So coming of age. All of the characters are growing up in really unique ways. They definitely kind of joke about all of the things that we know about the characters as they exist. Like, we knew that Daphne was kind of just a danju, but they gave her karate skills. Uh, Velma was always the smart one, but now the, the movie, I would say, kind of acknowledges it more. It's, the movie's dope, man. It really is. We're getting end. I know. Like, I like when they first when they first meet Lena, and she mentions, oh, yeah, I live in Moonscar Island. People go missing. But no. She said that how, like, it's very haunted. And then Velma goes in her computer, and she was just like, I found something interesting. And apparently, everybody who goes in there comes back alive. And that's when Daphne's just like, oh my god it's so fascinating i love it it's just like you're a little too excited to know that people are going missing missing you are too excited that people are terrified like what is wrong with you daphne like i get you gotta you have a show to do you have a show to run but do you need help she was basically that person in a horror movie that goes discover all the weird sounds they'd be like oh i heard something downstairs let me go check it out that was basically her Dude, I, I wrote that in my notes. I was like, Daphne, typical white person. <laughs> like, hey, I heard something. Let's go down there and investigate. 
Like, how is it that Fred and Velma are like the only sane one among them? <laughs> like, even they're looking at her like, "Are you okay, Daphne? <laughs> like, are you good?" Fame like, going to her head. It's like she really is on some extra shit. Fame is all we went to her head. She needs. She's like, like, I need more of it. It was just. Like Velma levitating, she was just like, "Oh my god, a real life levitating! This is amazing!" And Velma's just there, like, "Bro, this is not amazing. <laughs> my ass is in the air. People can see my underwear. This is not great. Someone Word. get me down." <laughs> and I was just like, "Man, Velma, it's time to wear pants. <laughs> Where were your like schoolgirl short ass skirt? <laughs> because shit like this is gonna mm-hmm. happen." That's what happens when you're like the hot geek. Ah, <laughs> uh, jinkies. But uh, Jinky but I just—it's such a good interest. Yeah, yeah, and I love the fact that um, I think that's what made it feel real. Because again, like when I was a kid, when I first saw this, it felt real to me. Because yes, they're still mystery ink, but they're not the same kid. Yeah, they're older. They have real life jobs. They have real life things. It's pretty much confirmed that Daphne and Fred are together. In some sense, is there like in a real relationship? Yeah, there's there's something there. They didn't you know, say fully like, what, but there's something. Yeah, and like when we were doing the research for this the show, like you know, I saw we saw a video from uh Fredder that said, you know, did you know for Zombie Island? And they said the how like this film was the one that kind of pushed Daphne and Fred, like more confirming it. And then there was another movie that they did where they officially kissed. Like an animated movie, they were they officially kissed and became like official, like real thing. But the how Zombie Island was the one that really pushed the whole thing of like, yeah, there's something real between Daphne and Fred. It's not just like, oh, they're always together. What's yeah. going on? Like it was finally real this time. Like it, it's established relationship. Um, and I I just loved it because yeah, like it felt real to me. That's what I think what got me excited. Because again, like kid friendly horror adjacent stuff like this, like this is the thing that yeah, it's like a gateway. It's a great thing to introduce kids to horror and mysteries. Yeah, for sure. And it's like it's 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 serious enough to not be scary. That's really it. Like it's not so serious that you're like, Oh my god, this would terrify anybody, but it's 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 serious enough to be scary, but not so serious that it's not like like a kid should never watch it. Like this isn't like fucking Friday the thirteenth or something like that. <laughs> It's not that mm-hmm. level of insanity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fucking Daphne on crazy shit. So, <laughs> I mean, what do you remember the most from this movie? Like, what was so memorable when you first saw it and then rewatching it now that made you go like, that was the greatest part? I forgot about the weird cat shit, uh, which was just funny to yeah. me because I, I don't I literally don't think I've ever heard anybody say weird cat until we had Alexander on for the thrill episode. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that term. Even though, of course, they look more like they look definitely look more like cats than wolves, but I just don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. And then now, in what uh, the past three weeks, I've heard it twice. So seeing it again, I was like, "Oh, I forgot that that was even a thing in this movie. I forgot that they the women turned into something like I couldn't remember what the mystery fully turned out to be because I haven't seen it in so long. So I was just like, uh, I can't remember what it is. I'm not even gonna try to guess because I just can't remember. <laughs> and as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, yeah, these motherfuckers turn into creatures. Okay, yeah, that is kind of crazy." They like legit creatures that could just kill them if they wanted. So <laughs> that was that was really that that was probably what caught me off guard the most and was like, oh, that's that's dope, that's dope. But honestly, 
the thing is Scooby Doo I just always remember is how fun the characters are. Like it's it's a great collection of people. Like Scooby and Shaggy, they don't ever necessarily look to be like the one solving the case. They're always just like somehow end up in the danger. Like they could just mm-hmm. be off somewhere eating, or as everyone used to joke say they were smoking weed. <laughs> That's pretty much everyone was saying. It was like Scooby and Shaggy is off smoking weed somewhere and then Fred and Daphne is off somewhere having sex. Like that was the jokes that people used to say. Based on how everything was. But uh, yeah, Scooby and Shaggy were just always somewhere eating, having a good time, not bothering nobody. And then out of nowhere, it would be a fucking creature. Like, hey guys, what's going on? Scooby and it tries to eat them, and they're like, holy fuck, like, what do we do? And that was always just funny. And I never got tired of that because, you know, we, we watch so many horror movies. There's always that trope of the person looking for danger, then there's the person who ain't looking for none of that shit and just ends up in it. And that's just always Scooby and Shaggy, and that's always fun. They're just off trying to find something to eat. <laughs> and then you know Velma, who's like probably could do all of this by herself realistically. Like she's the smart one. She doesn't really rely on anyone else in terms of like how to solve a mystery. She can probably do it herself. I mean, I think she should be working for the FBI. But uh, <laughs> but she was always the one that kind of put it all together for everyone when at the end of the episode. So it was just always like just a great collection. And Fred and Daphne were just kind of like just Fred and Daphne. It's like Daphne was like the Danzo that they kind of upgraded here. But and then Fred was just kind of like. A dude, they just needed like a dude that was a leader of the group that pretty much wasn't Shaggy. That's pretty much what Fred was. Uh, so I just always loved the collection of characters. So it was always fun. You get a, a little bit of everything, you know. It's like having it's like a symbol in a Power Rangers. You get a little bit of everybody on the team, and then you kind of play to their strengths. And Shaggy and them being goofy as hell just plays to the strength of them, even when they're being chased by monsters and shit. It's, it's great. Yeah. I know, and I love how whenever they're being chased, they always end up saving the day yep they don't do it on purpose it just always happens where scooby and shaggy are always the ones that save daphne the ones that save velma the ones save the whole group and they're like they scooby and shaggy and they're like yeah no, no problem i don't know what they did but okay <laughs> and you know it's funny we, we talk about how like they upgraded daphne a lot because yeah like she wasn't the danzo anymore she again this has been a year since they split up they haven't seen each other they went to different things. She's now able to handle herself. She's able to. She's a little bit more like self-assured as well. And I think because, you know, you remember when they did the live action Scooby-Doo movie? Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. You know, with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was Daphne. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., her husband, was, was yeah. Fred. <laughs> Matthew Lillard was Shaggy. And I forgot her name, the other actress who played Velma. I feel like Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island definitely was the prelude to that. Because that's kind of what we got as well with the live action one. The same thing. They split up. They broke up. They reunited for this mystery on an island. Yeah. And then you find out that, that Daphne is actually not pathetic. She actually knows how to fight. She took self-defense. She took judo. She knows how to defend herself. And I love how even in this one and even the live action one, they make fun of Fred's ascot. <laughs> like before dinner, Fred was getting dressed and he was like, nah, fuck the ascot. I'm worried. Yeah, word. Um, so I like how they make fun of his ascot. Um, but yeah, like I, it, it's just so like interesting. And I, I do love that. And I appreciate that too because, you know, I never really, not that I never liked Daphne. I just never really like, I've always loved Velma. Like, Velma was always my favorite character. Like, I always loved Velma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Scooby and Shaggy, of course, comic relief. But Velma was, like, my favorite. So it was refreshing to, to see not just one person, especially a female, being smart, 
being able to handle herself like it was nice to also have Daphne like that too on that level. And Homegirl was running in those heels. <laughs> I don't know how the hell she did it, but she's running in the mud, <laughs> running in like grass, running for her dear life in heels. Yeah, I don't know how the hell she did it either. It's it's crazy, but yeah, no, I I agree. Like that, like yeah, like Velma only has her Mary Jane, <laughs> but freaking Daphne has full on heels, and I'm just like, how? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do it. I've seen women do that in real life, and I don't know how they do it, but. It is what it is. I've always yeah. Even I can't do that. <laughs> I don't blame you. Even with uh, with is it's funny you mentioned it with Daphne because like, yeah, like I feel like nowadays people have kind of come around to the idea of like Velma is like the star of the group. Like you know, uh, like I said, it's probably because of the you know the whole blurred nerd thing and how like being smart is kind of cool now. Um, like Velma was always a mm-hmm. smart one, but like Daphne was clearly like the like the they wanted they wanted to be like the attractive girl of the group. Like, cause honestly, let's be real. She didn't really, the way they wrote her at like in an older cartoon and stuff, she didn't really do anything beyond that. It was just her hanging out with, and Fred didn't do nothing beyond that either. Like Fred was literally just as useless. <laughs> if we want to be true, like be honest about it. He was literally yeah. just as useless as she was. Only different was he was a quote unquote leader of the group, but I don't even know if the group truly needed a leader, but it, that's just kind of how it was, it was written. Like she was like the attractive one. Fred was like the attractive dude. And, and but he was also like the quote unquote leader, so it was kind of acceptable for him to be on screen. And with Daphne, it was like, all right, well, she's cool. She'll end up in some sort of danger, and Fred or somebody will save her. That's just kind of what it is. For some reason, the monster picks her up and tries to take her away or whatever. Uh, which those are you know tropes for the time. So it is what it is. Um, I wasn't too too mad at it, but that's just how it was. I feel like and then you know Velma was like the smart one. Now supposed to be supposed to be like less attractive. So. That's why, like, you know, when they usually split up, she went with Scooby and them or whatever, and she ended up in the craziness with them just as much. But, you know, now we kind of arrived at a spot where, like, oh, yeah, no, Daphne is the cool one. Like, I mean, like, Velma is the cool one of the group. Like, Daphne's great, but Velma is the cool one. She's the smart one. She's, she's like, she's not ugly. I know they tried to make her, like, quote-unquote ugly compared to Daphne, but it's like, she's not ugly. So much so now I'm, you see so many people cosplay her this day and age. Everyone's like, oh, man, like, she's so, so Velma was always so cool. <laughs> with the with the damn state line jinkies and all of that so yeah i love it i love it, it the character is always great my my favorite was honestly always either shaggy or scooby because i just loved how stupid they were and i loved how how much fun they would have <laughs> just eating like they was just like yeah, i just want to find food like it's like these dudes never get full they just like i just want to find food like that's all it is we food experts we'll eat anything and that shit was just always hilarious to me because they ended up in the weird is of danger because it's like it, i don't know what they they never really had a diet but the way they was eating they would be they haul ass whenever the monster came. <laughs> it's like they got a speed boost mm. whenever the monsters came around because they'd be gone, gone. It was like you'd be like, "Oh, that monster gonna catch them." These motherfuckers would run through doors, come out other doors. They're like they were just gone. I feel like if there was anybody who was never gonna get caught, it was gonna be them. They're not getting caught. <laughs> they are not getting caught, and I always love that. That's why those two were like always my favorite. Yeah, I mean it's funny because like we find out later on too that how Shaggy's the oldest. He's older than all of them. I think he's like at the time, like I think he's twenty, and then everyone else is like nineteen, eighteen, seventeen. Oh wow, I didn't know that. So he's he's the oldest. He's the only one to. I think no, not the time. At the time when they first started, um, I think because you know they had they they had like origin stories all the time about how the gang came together, but I think Shaggy was the one that had the van. Because he had a driver's license at the time. No one else did because he was the oldest. 
and then oh, that's wow. how they were just like oh let's use the van and then we'll join we'll make a mystery and whatnot we'll have fun but then that's how it originally started but of course they always change like how they first you know became friends sometimes it's like oh yeah they're high school friends or like oh they're college friends yeah you know they're always changing but it always involved the fact that the person who had the van was shaggy shaggy was on one that owned the van that makes sense um, that's like a weed head van like a hippie van like this <laughs> shaggy is straight up a hippie you like for real yeah it's funny because like they originally had him be like he eats anything until years later they turned him into vegetarian because i think the voice actor had turned vegetarian himself the original voice actor and then he quit because he was like i don't want to have shaggy eat, eat meat anymore because i don't eat meat yeah. anymore so then they changed Shaggy to accommodate him, and then they brought him back to the voice acting. And then after a while, Matthew Lillard was the voice of Shaggy. Shout out to Matthew Lillard. And he did an amazing job. Like, Matthew yeah. Lillard is Shaggy. <laughs> like, that man is really Shaggy. Yeah, the live action, all, all the people they cast were really perfect. Yeah, because, I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. looked like Freddie. You know, Summer Show Gala looked like Daphne. You know, Matthew. Matthew literally sounded and looked like Shaggy. Like, that was a live like a real life walk. Yeah, for sure. Shaggy. The lady who played it was just played Velma is uh, named Lydia Cardellini. Cardellini, I think that's how you say it. <laughs> that's her name. I've not seen her in a bunch of stuff, but I've never knew remember her name. Yeah, and she was perfect for Velma because she played the role. She looked like Velma. She sounded like Velma with the whole snail, yeah. like snaily, like the snaily, like you know, this nasally voice. And like, I don't know what you guys are doing, jinkies. Like, <laughs> I just loved it. <laughs> Like, it was just, like, it was just so good. And I feel like this movie was really the prelude to that. Because it felt like that. You know, again, a year apart, they come together to solve a mystery. Um, yeah. The same thing with, like, you know, the live-action movie. Same thing. I, I just think it's great. And it's, it's crazy how when Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island came out, it was 30 years since the first episode of Scooby-Doo ever aired. Damn, that's a long time. Yeah. And that was, like, an, when... I mean, because the Zombie Island movie came out in the 90s, so it was like 30 years since the first episode. So they really made a big deal because I think this was the first ever, like, theatrical, like, like, a like film they ever had. You know, it wasn't like, oh, they're just, you know, an hour and a half. Not even, like, like just a 30-minute special. It was like a full-length movie. Yeah, this is kind of back when people, when, when channels like Cartoon Network and like, even Disney Channel or Nickelodeon would be like, we doing a movie? Like, they would do, like, a movie. It wasn't just, like, an hour-long worth of episodes. Mm-hmm. It would be, like, a full, full story that's going to be, like, an hour, maybe an hour and a half. If you're lucky. It's, like, that means a lot. <laughs> Watching this stuff at the time, it was, like, it was a, it was a event. Because <laughs> I used to be hooked on this stuff, man. I used to, I'm telling you, I used to live on, like, three or four channels when I had cable in my, like, childhood. I lived on pretty much Cartoon Network. Disney Channel, and sometimes Nickelodeon. Like, those are, like, the three channels I just lived on because it just had everything I needed, especially, like, the Disney Channel. They had so many, you know, Disney owns the fucking universe. Like, I don't know why anybody's even surprised at this point that they own what they own because Disney's been attached to all of us since we were pretty much came out the womb. Like, and the Disney Channel was a part of that. with having that so mm-hmm. raven and all of that stuff and then Cartoon Network having Scooby-Doo. That was, like, primetime cable right there. <laughs> Yeah, and I agree. It, I mean, I'm the same way. I was on all three, and yeah, like Scooby. I mean, I love Scooby Doo. Like Scooby Doo is like that was my ultimate thing. I guess again, because like I'm so sad they don't do it anymore. But every year in October, 
Boomerang will always do a marathon from October 1st all the way into October 31st. The Scooby-Doo marathon. Non-stop Scooby-Doo. Because some episodes of Scooby-Doo were scary. Mm-hmm. To this day, they still freak me out. Like, there were some that really were just like, holy shit, like, that's some scary <laughs> shit. Like, I remember the one from the alien. Like, I think he was like an alien from space or a space from Mars. His face like a skull and like spaceman suit. That episode scared the hell out of me. Oh, I think I remember that one. <laughs> Yeah, the robot and the carnival that kept chasing after them, that scared me. And the clown, the clown that kept hypnotizing people, mm-hmm. like, that one was freaky. Like, they had some some scary episodes, you know, they really did. Like, we knew how to scare you. Um, and it's funny because you mentioned, <laughs> we talk about how, like, kids aren't going to be scared of, of Zombie Island. So, apparently, when this film first came out, children three years old and younger were traumatized <laughs> from this film. They were not having it. But for those older, they loved it. They were like, this is great. Like Daphne, this is great. <laughs> um but but yeah, and the premise of the show, I don't know if you know this, but I don't know if anyone else who's listening knows this. So the premise of Scooby Doo and Zombie Island is based on a SWAT Cats episode that was never aired because it was canceled. Oh word, really? I love mm-hmm. SWAT Cats. It was an episode called, yeah, Black House of My Shirt. Um, so it was a episode that was going to be titled Curse of the Succubus. Where, um, I forgot his, I think it was Tony. Was it Tony? The bigger, the bigger cat, the SWAT cat. Yeah, duo, little chubby like one. The bigger one. I forgot what his name. Yeah, I forgot I his name. About. But, so the premise was that, the premise was that they were going to be like in some weird island. And he will meet this beautiful other woman. He'll fall in love with her. But then he will, you'll find out later on that how it's a ploy to suck the lives over anyone that visits the island for their longevity. Oh, and damn. so the person who wrote that episode went on to write this film. And so he kind of took that and imported it for Zombie Island, which is the same premise. You know, Fred meets mm-hmm. Lena. He starts falling in love with her a little bit because her beauty, and then boom, you find out they're trying to suck their lives and whatever. So yeah, that was based on a SWAT Cats episode that never got a chance to air because it was canceled before that. Remember, SWAT Cats never finished. Yeah, it didn't. They got a chance to finally put it into something. Yeah, I'm still mad about that. Same. Revive SWAT Cats. Seriously, yeah, or, revive that. That was that show. Was um, but yeah, so that's that's what Zombie Island is based on. Um, another cool fun fact is that. When the writing on the wall happens, that was their nod to The Shining with Red Rum. Mm-hmm. Um, when Fred is all point to shoot every time when Daphne's just like, oh my god, blah, blah, blah. That was a reference to Blair Witch Project at the time. Um, and so, yeah. And again, the premise of this is voodoos, witches, curses, and zombies. So they really went in their bag of making this unique movie. You know, the creators had creative freedom. They were like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I want. And this is what we got from it. You know, we got a real solid film that's very kid-friendly horror. That's a good introduction to horror for kids. <laughs> I love what you can get away with as long as you add some animation behind it. Because they dead-ass pulled a zombie's head off. And there would be blood anywhere, everywhere if there was a movie. Like, this was a more adult movie. <laughs> but it's animation, so. I mean, remember... Remember, the zombies jumped on that guy, Jacques. <laughs> they all jumped on top of him when they were trying, he was trying to kill Scooby and Shaggy, and they jumped on him. And I was like, if this was a zombie movie, you would see them tearing into yeah. his flesh and eating him. 
They'd be like, but they're trying to help us. <laughs> all you heard was him going, oh, yeah, that's all you heard. All you heard was him howling at the moon. Like, oh, yeah, so they could have done more <laughs> than that. But again, friendly. I get it. But still, it still holds up. It's 2021. I watched it this morning. It's still good. It still holds up. It does. It really does. Like, shit, I'm probably gonna recommend it to my nephews or something when they get a, when they're interested in this kind of stuff. Cause, uh, yeah, it's it does hold up. It's still good. Story is still relevant in a lot of ways. Like, even culturally, it is relevant in it. Like, like I said, just even talking about how it's like kind of a double revenge or a revenge gone too far story. Whereas, like you know, the the weird cat people now are like basically having the exact pain on people that was imp- inflicted on them originally. So you know, it's almost in some ways like some monster mm-hmm. films that we've talked about, where the the monster is actually like was somebody who just ended up putting being put in a really bad situation. So it's really it's really interesting in that, and you you know, just adding in a historical yeah. context of like it was a plantation. They were, they were basically fed to the alligators for the most part, Confederacy uh, and civil war time and all that stuff so yeah there's, there's definitely a lot there and even if, if they wanted to go real hard with that they could have went even harder with that they pretty much sold the story the nicest way they could <laughs> to children they, which is cool totally fine i'm 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 all for not traumatizing people with everything you show them so listen <laughs> this is good i enjoyed this movie it was dope i'm different i will literally have no i'm just kidding i'm not a monster i swear <laughs> i would never do that but, like, my niece and nephew are into horror, too. And sometimes they'll ask me, let's watch a horror movie. But I always look it up. I always look up movies to see how bad it is because I don't want to traumatize them. I don't want to scare them. Because, again, kids love horror. Again, I hate when people think kids don't like horror. They fucking love horror. There's kids watching Walking Dead. There's yeah. kids watching, like, freaking Chucky and, and all these other classic films like Halloween and Scream and, and Jason. Yep. It depends on how you introduce it. And it depends on the level they can take. Because not all kids are going to like certain movies. They're going to be like, like, no, you have to introduce to them slowly and then you'll see it. Because that's what I do with my, with my niece and nephew. I always look stuff up. If, it's, if it's, they could handle it, <laughs> then they'll watch it. I mean, they watched it by themselves. And they were like, it wasn't scary. It was cool. Some jump scares. And I was like, Which oh, it, the old one or the remake? Proud of you. The new oh, one. Yeah. The, the new, new one was one. good. I like the new ones. Yeah, it was yeah that is, that's a good point, though. Oh. You have to always find people's measuring stick for what they could actually take. Some people, like, even if, like, if I hadn't introduced kids to horror, like, I wouldn't start at fucking Hostel. And not that I even think Hostel is a great movie, but I just wouldn't yeah, start there. God. Imagine oh. start doing something like that to somebody, and they'd be like, yep, I guess you don't like horror. It's like, nah, look where you started, bro. Like, <laughs> like give, maybe give a little something to ease into that stuff, or even find out that kind of stuff is interesting. I'm sure they're probably kids who do like stuff like that, but they probably just like that kind of horror. Like that's we have to always remember. There's so much, so many different kinds of horror that you have to kind of find what people find the most interesting. Like even with some of my friends who weren't big horror fans, who are more horror fans now, I'm finding they they like stuff whether it's because there's more more inclusion in the horror with like more black people or just not white people, or they just finding that they realize they like they really like psychological stuff and that's really interesting to them. And they maybe not into like monsters or gore. Like everyone's kind of like especially in this day and age, everyone's kind of finding their footing and what kind of horror fits them. And I think that's that's important and that's really exciting. And even for us, like, you know, already like people who are already big horror fans, we we have our footing for the movies. A lot of time I'm recommending for the podcast. Like, I'm not I'm I I like to recommend movies to Jackie and I do like to hear her reaction to stuff. But I'm not trying to sit up here and just 
recommend 900 movies that involve somebody being raped or somebody being mutilated like one that's not exciting for me to watch just me as a person but then me just being like you know somewhat empathetic to my co-host i'm not just gonna be sitting up here like all right so here's another movie where a woman is raped let's get into it like that's just so that's so insane and so insensitive i don't and, and horror offers so much more than just having movies that do just that mm-hmm. yeah and definitely and again it pertains to kids you know, I started them out and screamed. <laughs> they loved it. The Sixth Sense, That's they loved it. You know, the 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 live action version of um, Silent Hill, they loved it. Oh, nice. You know, you you have to, yeah. Again, like kids love horror. This is the thing, you know. And stop making fun of kids and people who love Scooby Doo. Stop shitting <laughs> on them. This is horror adjacent. This is an introduction to them. Like, leave them alone. It's great. You know, if someone wants to watch Tim Burton films, that's, that's what they could tolerate. Let them tolerate that. Let them enjoy themselves. I'm ruining things for people. You know, horror is so big. And again, shout out to Jennifer, you know, because this was, she was just like, watch the this zombie, you know. And I was like, you know, we should do it because it is a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it worked. Like, gives me good vibes in my childhood, and I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell her we watch it again. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> Yeah, full show. Yeah. But let's get up out of here, Jackie. Yeah. Because it's terrible. <laughs> best right, way to right. end it. Right. <laughs> right. Yes, that's what we ended. Because it's terrible. Let it get. <laughs>